Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Good day, everybody, and welcome to another podcast. I decided to start it different today because I want to talk about the supremacy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We started a podcast series last week called Dealing with 2020 and all the crazy things that are happening this year. And and I want to think about this today. I want to think about the idea uh, between responsibility and fear. Responsibility and fear. There seems to be a, a fine line between these two elements. And that's the fine line I want to walk today. And I want to use that passage from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 20 to help us understand how we can properly balance and navigate on that that fine line of responsibility and fear. You see, the election is just, what, four days away now? Five days away? And it has a lot of us anxious, along with everything else in 2020. The coronavirus, the racial tension, uh, everything we're dealing with our lives personally, 2020 has been a crazy, intense year, and I'm seeing, again, more anxiety than I've ever seen before in the church. And I want to talk about the relationship or the contrast between fear and responsibility. You see, most of us believe that we should vote uh, in the next election. In five days, we should get out there and vote and cast our vote. That's what responsible Americans do. That's what the right thing to do as an American is use that freedom you have to vote to vote for the proper candidate. And we believe that if most people do that, then the right guy should win. At least we hope he will. But if we're honest, and many of us should be honest today, that we are also anxious about who's going to become the next president of the United States. And although I don't want to talk about that primarily, I want to look at more of this in a broader sense between responsibility and fear. I do want to use that as the springboard for what I want to say today because I think there's a good illustration there. You see, in five days, we're going to vote either President Trump for another term or Joe Biden to take his place. And a lot of us have strong feelings towards this one way or the other. I'm seeing more political signs this year than I've ever seen in the past. And even if you watch the media, um, President Trump, at least, is a very polarizing figure. Some people love him and stand behind him, and he can do no wrong. And others believe that uh, he's, he's everything that's wrong with our country and even the world. So he's very polarizing. And, uh, and so this election is going to be interesting whether we like the results or not. But I want to talk about responsibility versus fear. See, we, most of us would say it's responsible to go out and vote. But I wonder if that's not going to be enough for many of us, if we're going to fear the results, even though we've only done what we can do, which is vote and maybe pray that God would have his authority over who's next in charge for our country. 
But it's quite an interesting illustration because we just read that passage from Colossians chapter 1 that tells us that Jesus Christ is in charge. He's in charge. And if you are a Christian and you believe the Bible and you believe every word of the Bible, in the plainest of language, Paul is telling us Jesus Christ is in charge. Now, what's interesting about the election is that even though there's there's several people we're voting for, right? Most of us, myself included, are thinking only about one person, maybe two people, and that's the president and the vice president. And most of us are probably going to vote uh, for a political party right down the line, which means we're going to vote for several different candidates for several different positions. But the one we're most concerned about is the president because he's the biggest one. He's the most important one. He's the one that has the most power. He's the one that can take this country in a direction that we either agree with or don't agree with. And so that's the one we're concerned with. And that's what I think is interesting, is that we're mostly thinking about this election in terms of the president of the United States. Yeah, the vice president's there too, but he's kind of a footnote compared to President Trump. And everybody else on the ticket is a footnote to even those two guys. It's not like they're not important. We're going to be thankful if, if our party wins in any facet, but the one we're really concerned about is the one who's going to be in charge of the nation. And that's what I find so interesting, is that Colossians tells us there's someone above him, way above him. In fact, his very name means King of Kings. That no matter who gets elected in this next election, whether it's the, one, the candidate we want or not, He's going to be governed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's helpful. I think that's helpful for all of us right now because just like you, I have a candidate that I believe is going to be better than the other one and I'm going to place my vote. But I need to remember this one thing. There's a higher government than the United States. There's a higher king than the president of the United States. And that king right now is on his throne and he's been elected to an eternal term and he's perfectly righteous. He's perfectly loving. He's perfectly holy. He's perfectly just. And he cannot be improved upon. And not only that, is he has supreme preeminent control over the entire creation and universe for the rest of eternity. Now, yes, we live in a broken world still, and it's still important to vote for who we believe people will most properly line up with the Word of God, even if they don't really follow Jesus Christ. We need to do our responsibility and, and do our part. But the question isn't, should, be, should we be responsible? I believe we most, most, of us, most of us would agree that say, yes, we should be responsible enough to do our part. What I want to talk about is fear. Because when responsibility hands the baton to fear. We've gone too far. And now I'm not just talking about the election, although that we can use it for that. I'm talking about anything in life. I'm talking about especially the things we're dealing with in 2020. And you kind of hear that a lot, even with the coronavirus, right? You're hearing a lot of people say this kind of cliched line that we should be responsible, but we should be driven by fear. And even though they might practically work that out differently than other people, they're right. They're right. That's exactly the approach we should have to the coronavirus and anything in life that can potentially cause harm is we should be responsible, but we should not go to places of fear. And the scripture speaks so much about this. In last podcast, we looked at a famous passage from 
Matthew chapter 6, where the Lord Jesus himself told us to not be anxious because he governs the entire world and because he loves us. I have six kids and uh, I'm a pastor. I'm a minister. There's a lot of things on a common week that have the potential to make me anxious and get me to be fearful. And now that we're heading into what are people are calling maybe the darkest winter of our lives, 2020, and I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, if it's going to be normal winter, if it's going to be one of the scariest winters. But either way, I think most of us are thinking it could be potentially dark and scary. And the germs aren't going away. And now we have an election that may not get the guy that we think we should get. And the winter of 20 and 2020 and 2021 are going to be interesting, to say the least. But we have two options. We have two options, to do what we can do according to the word of God or to worry. And typically that's what we choose to do. There are people that are responsible. There's also people that are lazy and aren't doing either. But I'm going to deal with the two candidates here, the people that are responsible and then the people that worry. And I find myself to be both on occasion. I typically am a responsible man. I try to, I try to take care of the things in my life that God has placed me over. But I also find myself handing the baton to worry and fear. And then my life is a mess. I get stressed. I start showing bad signs and bad fruits of spirit of the fruits of the flesh instead of the fruits of the spirit. And all kinds of bad things come from fear. And that's the point. Fear doesn't help anybody. I recently taught my children a lesson on fear. And the way I taught it to them is is I turned off all the lights in the house and I turned the flashlight on on my phone because every phone is a flashlight now. And uh, and I, I told them how some people are scared of shadows, especially little kids. Little kids can be scared of shadows sometimes because shadows can look quite uh, ominous, especially if it's the right kind of shadow in your closet that kind of looks like something that could be scary. Like my closet, when I was growing up, I would constantly call my mom in and say, Mom, turn the lights on. There's something scary in my closet. Look at that shadow that it's making. And Mom would turn the light on and show me that it's just a hanger or a coat hook or something weird and would calm my fears. But when I used this illustration with my children, I, I, I basically showed them the normal shadow with the flashlight. And I said, here's a normal shadow of my son. And then I held the flashlight all the way to the ground behind them. And if you've ever done shadows like that, you can make a shadow really big simply by holding it close and low to the thing that you want to make a shadow with. And so I was doing that with each one of my children. And every time I would do that trick, the shadow would get really, really big on the ceiling and on the wall. And I told them to put their hands up and, you know, make it like a scary monster. And, and so this, the shadow itself looked quite ominous, looked quite scary, but my children weren't scared because they knew what the shadow was from. They knew the shadow was from their brother or their sister. They knew daddy was just doing a lesson. They weren't scared, even though they have been scared of shadows in the past. And the reason was is because they had the right perspective. They knew that someone was in charge of this little lesson and that everything was going to be okay, that daddy was just doing a lesson, that the shadow wasn't really something scary, and that eventually they were going to be okay. But if you take that same scenario and you put it down in their downstairs basement, my three boys, and you make a shadow similar to that, and they can't see daddy, and it's not part of a Bible lesson, the exact same shadow can now scare them to death because now they're wondering, is that shadow there to hurt me? 
And that's exactly what takes place in our lives. And I'm going to use now, I'm going to use the coronavirus because this podcast is called Dealing with 2020. I'm going to use the coronavirus as an example. The coronavirus has the potential to kill some people. Yes, it does. I believe that. I believe there have been people who have caught this virus and it has killed them. And so now that shadow is over top of us all day, every day through the media, through our own minds. That shadow is now putting its hands up. It's really, really big. The devil has really made that shadow nice and big and scary. And so now we're wondering, oh boy, this shadow can kill me. It's killed other people and it can definitely kill me if I'm not careful. So now we're wondering, how much should I think about the shadow? There are some people who are saying, let's just be responsible. Let's do our part. Let's wear a mask. Let's be careful where we go and who we see. And then there's other people that are saying, no, we need to lock down. We need to never go anywhere. We need to never do anything. We, we, need, to, we need to be crazy about this because this thing could kill someone I love or it could kill myself. And that's, that's another illustration of what we're talking about today is that yes, the coronavirus has the potential to kill somebody. But no, you don't have to be fearful of it. And the reason you don't have to be fearful of it is not because it couldn't be you. It could be you. The reason you don't have to fear it is because what we read in Colossians chapter 1, that Jesus is in charge. He's in charge of your body. He's in charge of the coronavirus. He's in charge of 2020. And you don't have to fear him. That's why we need to be responsible, but not fearful. And I want you to apply that sort of logic to everything in your life, everything that has the potential to be a shadow, whether it be financial or physical or mental, something you need to do in your job, someone who's being mean to you, something in your life right now I know has the potential to be a shadow to scare you. And I want you to think about this. Whatever that thing is, it's being governed by the Lord Jesus Christ, or in this illustration with my children, the Lord Jesus is the one in charge of the Bible lesson, okay? And he's the one that's allowing the shadow to be big. But the shadow's not there to hurt you. The shadow's not there to hurt either of us. The shadow was placed there so that we can have the opportunity to glorify our Lord by trusting in him and by remembering that he's in control. Yes, be responsible. There's no reason to be silly with the coronavirus. There's no reason to not vote because you're not based on fear. There's no reason to to ruin responsibility because we're not trying to worry. Fear and responsibility are two different things. There should be things that we should do based on based as based on being responsible human beings. Such as wear masks, such as be careful where we go, such as use your vote to vote for the proper candidate. But to worry at night, to worry and to be anxious, to be stressed about it. We've definitely gone too far when that happens. And the Lord Jesus doesn't want us to do that because when we do that, we act like he's not in control. If my children during that Bible lesson started to scream and shout and were trembling with fear, and that's actually happened before. My little daughter did that once when I was doing a Bible lesson. I was doing this one called Playing with Fire and I brought out this little fire stick And I acted like I was going to set our curtains on fire. And she got very alarmed by that and and started to tremble. And I had to to cease that lesson because I realized she wasn't ready for that kind of thing. Of course, I wasn't going to set anything on fire. But when we do that with the Lord, it's, it's, it's hurtful to him. Because he's told us that he's in charge. 
He's told us that there's nothing to fear. He's, he's told us so many times in so many different ways that it's going to be okay. And one little lesson I taught my children is this little thing. I, I said, based on the lesson we were learning from Matthew 6, I taught him this one little jingle, if you will. Serve Jesus and I'll be okay. Because that's what Matthew 6 is basically saying at the end. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So my little paraphrase to my children was, serve Jesus and I'll be okay. And you notice the responsibility and the fear. The responsibility is serve Jesus. Responsibility is seek first the kingdom of God. But never to fear because Jesus Christ is in charge of your life. He's in charge of eternal things. He's in charge of this earth. He's in charge of the presidency. He's in charge of the coronavirus. He's in charge of everything that happens anywhere on earth or in heaven. And he wants us to know today there is no reason, child of mine, to fear. I'm the one in charge of this little lesson. Of course, I'm not going to light the things on fire. Of course, I'm not going to let any harm befall you. That's not a part of my perfect plan for your benefit. So you don't need to fear. And when we fear, we, we are acting like God's not there. He's not in charge. That he's not the king of kings. That whoever we elect in this next election is going to have sovereign control over our lives. And he's not going to have that. He's not. He's going to have control of some things in America, but he's not going to have sovereign control over your lives because the Lord Jesus already has that position. And if you're a Christian... You need to believe that. And if you're not a Christian, I ask that you would consider believing that because that's a reality. And all you, all you need to do to realize that's a reality is look around you today. Look around you. I mean, the sun came up again. Actually, today it's a little overcast as I'm driving today. But the sun comes up every day. The moon comes out every night. The seasons change every season. Rain falls. Sunshine comes. And every single day, every single season, God is taking care of us. And he's never faltered. He's never not given us food. He's never not given us shelter. We've, he's never forgotten about us. We've had what we needed at every point in this life, unless we did something um, to, uh, to not be responsible, because there's the relationship. We can't just say, oh, God's got everything, therefore I'm going to act foolish. No. But if we're being responsible and we're doing what God has told us to do, he wants us to know that he is in control and there's no reason to fear. And I know that's a lot easier to say than to do. But I want us to look at that passage from Colossians 1 today. I want us to consider what it says. Read it. Read it again. Read it a third time. Maybe memorize it. Get it in your mind so that you understand that what takes place in five days is not going to change your life to a scary degree. What's going to happen with the coronavirus for the rest of 2020 and maybe 2021 is not going to change your life to a scary degree. The only way it can change your life to a scary degree is if we hand the baton from responsibility to fear. And the Lord doesn't want us to do it. He says, be responsible, serve my kingdom, and everything will be okay. And if something happens to you, it is a part of God's perfect, sovereign plan, the one who gave his life so that you could live for all eternity. If something is to happen to you while you're being responsible, then it's a part of God's plan and he doesn't want you to fear. And I hope that's a help to you today. 
because too many of us are being anxious today, filled with anxiety and worry. And I don't, I don't want it to continue. I don't think the Lord wants it to continue. I know he doesn't because he's spoken so many times about it. And I want us to think about that today and help ourselves be responsible. But remember who's in charge, who's on his throne, who's in sovereign control of the universe, who will not let any harm befall us because he went to such lengths to save us and because he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Please remember that today. Please apply that to any situation you're using right now that has the potential to cause you fear and worry and anxiety. And may we serve the Lord Jesus and his kingdom today boldly with confidence and courage. Many blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.